Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Aquademia Podcast. I'm Sean O'Loughlin. I'm Justin Grant. And I'm Maddie Cassidy. And this is episode dun, dun, 99 dun, 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 dun. of Aquademia, the Seafood and Sustainability Podcast. We are approaching our 100th episode, and it's all because of you guys, because you listened and you supported us for the last two years. Yeah, two, two, year plus, years. two, years. two, two plus, plus years. Two plus years. Yeah. Um, Time flies, right? Creeping up on the century mark here. That's very impressive. <laughs> a century amazing. of episodes. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Um, you know, I, I've had multiple podcasts that I've done in, in the past, and I haven't gotten anywhere near 100 episodes. And I've listened to podcasts that are on, like, you know, episode 671, and I'm like, how do you, how do you get there? But it's amazing how fast mm-hmm. it, it, really it adds does up. go by quickly. And it stuck up on us. Like, I feel like a couple months ago we were like, oh, Episode 100 is coming up. We got to be ready. And then all of a sudden it's like, we're at episode 97. So <laughs> it really did come up quickly and it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So Look, you, you, point, you guys Sean. have listened yeah. to so many hours of us just chatting away. Hours upon hours of our voices. I don't know how you've done it. But. <laughs> no, I think there's a lot going on here, right? I think the value of our content and we're getting really good positive feedback from our listeners. So a shout out to all of you again. And, and I really wish we recorded bloopers from like some of our I earlier know. episodes to where we are now. I think we've, all three of us have, have grown as, as voices. Yeah. Well, and, I've said this uh, before. I did save a bunch of kind of bloopers in the beginning, but, uh, you know, changing computers, moving files around, I, I corrupted all the files and they're all gone. So that was my bad. I did have <laughs> blooper reel early on, but, um, Bummer. yeah, that was, that was my fault. Sorry. Well, you can start after, uh, like, from a hundred, from episode one hundred to yeah. episode two hundred. Yeah, to once see how we get to two hundred, we'll have plenty if we're of still bloopers around. for you. <laughs> right. So before we kind of talk about what we're going to do for episode one hundred, uh, and then kind of give you a little taste of something that happened last week, we want to remind everybody to subscribe to Aquademia wherever you're listening right now. If you're on Apple Podcasts, click that little purple subscribe button wherever you listen. Make sure you hit that so that you can get every new episode directly downloaded onto your device without having to do anything. It'll happen automatically and you can listen to more of our voices as we go into mm-hmm. our, our next wave of, of episodes. And if you are not following us on social, please do. We are at AquademiaPod. You can reach out to us a few different ways. Send us an email, podcast at aquaculturealliance.org or visit our website, aquaculturealliance.org. Go to the education page, scroll down quarter of the way you'll see the aquademia section there is a contact us button a lot of people have been using it you can fill out a form do you have topic ideas do you want to be a guest any anything you want to say to us uh, you, you want to just tell it, us how awesome method. we are and inflate our egos a little bit i'm okay with that <laughs> those ones only come through about maddie they only talk about how awesome maddie is yeah they're like the show would do so much better if it was just one yeah one voice and it's Maddie's. you watch by the time we hit episode 200 it's going to be just maddie and I will you guys will all be so much every aspect of like, the you can replace sean and justin with elise and just do elise and yeah. maddie <laughs> me uh, me elise and denise I, I oh would, that's a that's a good podcast name right there i would listen me, to elise it and me, denise. it yeah. rhymes <laughs> I, I would 100 listen to that <laughs> Did I say well, that? Well, also say that make sure to share this episode with a friend if you liked it. Send them the link, and while you're at it, it would be great if you're enjoying what you're listening to to leave us a review on whichever platform you're listening on. That's right. That's uh, that's how we spread the word and get more listeners and bring more people into this community to talk about 
responsible seafood. So this is what's going to happen. Actually, Maddie, do you want to do you want to talk about what's what's going to be happening for episode one hundred? Because this is a big deal. This is in in the podcast. Yeah, if world. you guys couldn't tell, we're really excited about this. We're kind of going all out for yeah. it. Let me give you guys a little. Let me learn you something about podcasting because this is kind of a world that I live in, but not everybody is super familiar with kind of what goes on in the podcasting world. In podcasting, there's something called pod fading that happens all the time, and it's. I mean, there's millions and there's millions of podcasts out there. What happens is a lot of them don't make it past episode seven because people don't realize how much work goes into creating a podcast and maintaining it on a consistent basis. And so they'll do five to seven episodes and then they'll kind of fade out and you'll never hear from them again. So hitting 100 episodes is actually a really big accomplishment for podcasters. And we're very, very proud to have made it that far. And we're going to continue to do this into the future. We have no plans of stopping anytime soon. So we're very, very proud that we've made it to episode 100. It's a big deal. So we're really super excited. And what we want to do is give back to you guys for sticking with us for these 100 episodes. So Maddie, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. So make sure that you are tuned in to next week's episode. If you haven't subscribed already, here's another plug to subscribe so that you get it to your phone. Because next week, we will be hosting a giveaway. Woohoo! So, stuff. if you've been following us for a while, we did a giveaway about a year and a half ago at this point, like quite a while ago. And it was super successful. So, we're really excited to be doing another one. And in order to figure out how to enter the giveaway and what we're going to be giving away, make sure to listen next week because really what we want to do with this is celebrate you all because. Like Sean said earlier, there's no way that we would have made it to 100 episodes if it weren't for our listeners and your support and your kind words, because that's what keeps us going. That's what makes the podcast what it is, is our this community that we've made. It really is community. That's right. There's no point in us talking for the hours and hours, probably close to 100 hours that we've spoken on this <laughs> without, unless people are listening and people are listening and we, you know, we have listeners. We've, we've gone through this before in past episodes. I think every year we kind of do like a little analytics kind of review. We have listeners on every continent except Antarctica. Still a We're sore spot at you, for us. Antarctica. But um, you we know, haven't checked in like two weeks. We might have someone downloaded it. <laughs> countries, episode. countries all around the world. Uh, you guys are sharing. You're engaging with us. You're contacting us, and you're you're listening. And that's really all we can ask. So that's why we want to give back to you. And it's going to be some pretty sweet prizes. We're not going to tell you what it is right now, but we're going to have multiple winners. We're going to have some pretty cool stuff that you can win. So make sure that you check in on that episode so you know what you need to do to get some sweet free stuff from us. You guys have anything else about episode 100? Nope. I think you uh, you covered you covered everything. I think we just need people to tune in and find out. We, we are not going to give any spoilers other than there's going to be a giveaway for our 100th episode. So tune in, That's find right. out what we're giving away and how you can sign up to be a contestant on our 100th giveaway. Come on down. <laughs> um, and uh, also today, what we're going to do is we are going to talk about something that's been going on all year, every month right now. We're talking about our goal conference. If you are a member of GAA, then you have been able to get access to all of our goal content that we've done so far. Um, we did talk with Steve Headland not too long ago about goal this year, how it's different. And what we're doing is we're doing these online live streaming events once a month leading up to the fall when we normally have our big in-person uh, event. So we've done two of them now. Session two was last Thursday. If you're listening to this on the day that it came out, it was last Thursday. And um, 
there was some really good content. It was hosted by Molly Jakes, who is who works here at BAP. She's a fantastic host. She did a really good job. Had some really good guests. Uh, she's but, really made for hosting. She she knocked it out of the she park. She really is. We've had Molly on the show before. I think have we? Yeah, mm-hmm. we've had Molly on yes. the show. And she's done a lot of our webinars and stuff. She just she's really good at this. She used to be a teacher. She was a Spanish teacher. So um, you know she she knows how to speak to people in a way that is engaging, and she does a really good job. So one of the presentations that happened was by Matt Craze, and his presentation was titled "One Year Later: How COVID Nineteen Is Influencing Global Trends in Seafood Sourcing, Marketing, and Consumption," which is kind of the cumulative report related to a lot of stuff that we've been talking about for the last year and five months, four and a half months. Right, that we we spoke about COVID nineteen and the impacts on the industry from a lot of different facets with a lot of different people, and uh, that was when it was in the thick of it. I know that some people are still in the thick of it. You know, our our thoughts go out to all the folks in India who are still kind of facing those serious challenges. But this is kind of you know after we've been in this pandemic for a year, what have been the influences on these global trends in seafood? And so what we're going to do is we're going to share a little preview of that presentation. So we, if you would like to listen to this full presentation by Matt, then we'll have links in the show notes. Like Sean said earlier, all of our members of GAA get free access to all of Goal and also all previous sessions of Goal. So even if you sign up to become a member today or tomorrow, you can view session one and session two in their entirety on the Goal platform. So to sign up, all you have to do is click the link in the show notes that is going to be called Become a Member of GAA and put it it. in capitals so you (laughs) can't miss it. And once you become a member, then you'll be automatically signed up for the goal platform and we'll email you your login information and then you can just have fun. Get in there, explore everything that we have on the platform, which includes some networking capabilities and information from other members of GAA and all kinds of cool stuff. And also the sessions themselves, which are the main highlight, of course. Yeah. And so we have one, the level of membership that would probably make sense for our podcast listeners is individual membership, which is $50 for a year long membership. And we also offer corporate memberships for companies that want to get access for all of their employees, in addition to a host of other benefits. And that rate is $5,000 per year, U.S. dollars. So, Maddie, without coming off as too yeah, salesy. Yeah, we're not trying to be salesy. <laughs> this is just like in case you want to view the full presentation. Right. W- without being too salesy, can you just talk about kind of some of the other benefits beyond the goal presentations for becoming a member? Because $50 for a membership, and that's yearly, right? Mm-hmm. For a full year. For a full year. That's a, a deal when we talk about the... Um, Oh, with God, everything I sound else like a salesman. I, I hate sounding like a salesman. But yeah, go ahead. What are some of the other benefits of be, being a member? So membership to GAA basically gives you access to a lot of the things that we do here. And that includes resources in our member toolkit. And the highlight of that is really all of the production data that we collect every year. And that has information about multiple different species within the aquaculture industry. So that's available to our members. And then we also have access to the Goal Conference and a few 
different communications insider, like behind the scenes looks at things. So we have a monthly letter from the editor, which is from our editorial manager, James Wright, who runs the Global Aquaculture Advocate, our online news publication, which I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably familiar with the advocate. So each month, Jamie kind of gives a really personal, nice reflection on something that's been on his mind or an interesting thing that he learned about recently. So that's something that all of our members get every month. And our members also receive a media monitoring newsletter, which is all about the seafood industry in the news and what's the hot button issues. Those are the main benefits for individual membership. And another thing that you get with membership at GAA is knowing that your money is going to support causes within the aquaculture and now seafood industry as a whole. So we use it for research projects. We use it for aquaculture improvement projects. We use it for surveys. We use our membership dollars for a lot of different projects that help carry out our mission of advancing responsible seafood practices. So you can know that your money is going to a good cause to help advance good practices in the industry. That's it. So we do find benefits in being a member. And, you know, I think once you kind of get a taste of this presentation, you know, we're only going to share a small chunk of it. This is this presentation was a 25 minute presentation with visuals a PowerPoint and everything. And that goal session two that happened last Thursday also included panel discussions and, and a live in-person Q&A with a, a handful of other guests as well from different sides of the industry. So it's worth checking out. I know a lot of our listeners here are in the industry and they, you know, they're, they're going to want to learn this information. So enjoy this snippet of Matt Craze's presentation about the influences that COVID-19 has had on, on the seafood industry. And uh, thank you so much for listening and supporting us in these last 99 episodes and we will talk to you during episode 100. Ciao. Bye. We're recording now. So uh, Steve and everyone else, just mute your microphones, keep your cameras off. And Matt, whenever you're ready to get started, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. And um, sounds good. All right. Will you give me a signal when it's when we're on or something? We're on already. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. All right, so my presentation is uh, called Decoding the New Normal for Seafood Demand. And this is a survey of uh, procurement executives across the industry for 2021 trends. Um, and it's part of the, uh, the GSA's new uh, session on want to sell more seafood in a COVID-19 world. Retail and food service buyers share their success stories. So last year at the goal events of 2020, I did a similar presentation on um, the, what was happening to seafood demand, principally in North America and Europe as a result of the pandemic. 
And um, although this study is, is coming just a few months after we did that, we have run a survey and uh, we, we've looked at all, we've added Asia Pacific region as well. And I think that things are happening so quickly in the world with the pandemic. It's really interesting. It's a great time to take another look at what's going on. This slide is a summary of what I presented um, at the goal events last year. And what we could see at the time was um, obviously a very difficult and troublesome year for the seafood uh, supply side, the, the industry, um, as, as food service was shut down across the world. But at the same time, there was this surprising home cooking craze in many different parts of the world. Um, retailers in Europe and North America showed these incredible increases in demand. Um, and people were just had more free time on their hands. Uh, people were thinking about their health and their immune systems. And although it was a painful year for, um, for example, salmon and shrimp farmers, uh, the silver lining was what was this sense that maybe much more people are now eating seafood and that can only be a good thing. So to talk about the survey that we've just run, um, and this is the way we've done it this year, uh, we uh, went out to the world and we spoke to uh, seafood procurement executives on both the retail side and the food service side that we know. And uh, we do have, it is slightly more stacked towards the North American market, but there are uh, as well, um, we, we did get people um, answering from all continents. And also we, we carry some additional insights from those people in our survey. We, we also interviewed a handful of these people. Uh, 28 out of the 30 both uh, purchase salmon and shrimp, a little bit less um, purchase tilapia. So one of the, I'll, I'll get into what I think is one of the most interesting slides and one of the most interesting um, insights from this survey. Most of the, the market thinks that the seafood industry has changed forever. Um, there's a very strong contingent of people in our North American group, especially on the retail side, that really think that this is a new normal, demand won't go back to pre-pandemic levels. And it's, it's quite consistent with the idea that um, North American uh, consumers especially learned how to cook seafood for the first time at home. And so therefore generating a, um, a permanent change. There's not so many people that think this trend is, is permanent in Europe. Um, and, and Asia Pacific looks to be more stacked towards, yes, things have changed forever. So here are some of the insights. We, we, in our survey, we, we, we allow people to answer um, yes and no answers, A and B answers, but also they, they were writing down what they thought. And it, it, it is very much the, the cooking at home trend. People have more free time and they just learn how to cook. Um, recruited a new generation of seafood eaters uh, as people will cook for their families. So um, you have more, you've recruited more people to the category. Um, the healthy protein uh, trend, this, this is an important part of the, the trend and we'll show that going forward in this presentation. And people are also not just thinking about reducing calories and getting leaner, but also their immune system with, with this pandemic. Uh, the, uh, the retail side of the business, um, th there seems to be a sense that the um, 
we, we will, this is a new normal. We're not going to get back to um, pre-pandemic levels. And also, I think it's really important just to sort of focus on delivery mechanisms and the way that people buy food. All of these new mechanisms, such as online delivery, curbside pickup, and ready to cook will, will stand the test, the test of time. And also, they'll become more efficient as well. So this, again, just sums up a little bit about what the consumer is thinking and, and how um, our group of um, purchasers look at consumers. And uh, there's, there's some of these um, trends we've already identified. Um, but it, also, I just point out two of the um, points on, on this slide. There's kind of, uh, in my conversations with um, procurement executives, there's two groups of consumers. There are consumers who've been affected economically by the pandemic and are seeking value. And that's a really important trend. But there's also another group of consumers who haven't lost their job. They've just got more disposable income because their expenditure is less and they've got more money to treat themselves. Uh, people are getting a little bit fed up of cooking all the time. Um, and, and there are certain reasons why that there are heightened concern about sustainability and welfare. Obviously, you know, the, the origins of, of the um, coronavirus outbreak uh, date back to possibly this, this happened in a, in a food market. So people are thinking about that stuff, but also we've got things like Seaspiracy, uh, certain NGO efforts that have consumer facing and people have a heightened uh, concern about sustainability and welfare. And, and that's an important point. And there's growing veganism, especially in younger people. The, so the question that we ran about demand for 2021 came up with uh, some kind of contrasting opinions. And people are a little bit less, there's less of a consensus on what is going to happen in 2021. There seems to be the sense that the deployment of coronavirus vaccines is a key variable. And what I will point out, if you, if you look at this graph on all regions, people think that there's 10% of our people that we surveyed that think that uh, demand will be significantly higher than pre-pandemic levels. And, and the biggest group of all is somewhat higher. So that bodes well for the sector. And generally, that's as you know, food service channels come back on in key markets that uh, the, the, the market looks stronger. And I, I would point out especially the uh, North America. North America uh, seems to be more optimistic than Europe. And that could be explained by the rate of um, progress with vaccination and uh, a little bit more cautious in the Asia Pacific region. Uh, just to give a very broad overview of what's happening in the world, uh, the strongest growth is potentially in China, although there is expected to be um, a recovery in most of the major markets, US and the EU. Um, this is not strongly correlated to vaccine progress. For example, Asian countries have done a really good job of controlling coronavirus outbreaks without uh, vaccinating lots of its people. Um, the, the, the big, for me, the big trend is, or, or, or the big thing to look out for in terms of seafood demand is, is the slow progress of vaccination in Europe. And we're just coming up, obviously, for the 
Northern Hemisphere summer period when uh, there's a lot of holiday makers going to Southern Europe and there's a lot of question marks over that. And we'll, we'll get into that going forward. So North America looks set for a strong recovery. Um, you have this retail trend. Uh, in overall, seafood demand uh, surged 28.4% in 2020, and it was more than meat, um, according to Nielsen. Uh, the stimulus checks helped. Advanced vaccine progress is opening up the, the food service, albeit with some difficulties. Uh, we've seen uh, staff shortages and things like that. And, uh, and this, there's, the, there's some optimism from the food service side. Um, at the recent National Fisheries Institute conference, um, Kim Gorton of Slade Gorton talked about a post-World War II environment where people will be celebrating and, and going out and a kind of euphoric consumer. 